0: Get, out of bed. And get ahead with WKGN. One, three, four, oh.
1: Live from the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios in Knoxville, it's the morning show on Fan Run Radio. Here are your hosts, John Reed and Bob Baskerville.
0: Back in the booth, back on the airwaves, coming at you live from the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. John Reed, Bob Baskerville, Sam Beard, as we kick off the off-season in of football. A rainy Monday. The tears of the sports angels crying. You hear about sports gods, you don't hear much about sports angels, but they're out there too. They're out there, too. Happy Monday to you. Bob, how are you, my friends?
1: Not going to lie, I am tired. Yeah. I am uh, feeling it. That was uh, that turned out to be a long night last night. Worth it, but uh, now I'm feeling it this morning. How about y'all?
0: Yeah, it took a while for me to fall asleep last night. I don't know what time the game actually ended, but I know by the time the Post-game press conferences and all that happened. And by the time Tracker fired off, it was eleven fourteen. I do know that. <laughs> Tracker. I was locked in for Tracker. <laughs> Probably why I couldn't sleep last night. I was just thinking about tracking things. But yeah, it was about one forty five. I think. Uh, I looked at my phone, it was about 12.50. And I, I know I laid and tossed and turned for another 45 minutes or so after that. So yeah, running on fumes this morning. The Super Bowl had me fired up. The content, the the fallout was all good, and again, Tracker, Tracker was on. So, did you actually watch Tracker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. CBS, I like, got you know, was, they're known for their pristine TV, and they just beat me over the head with Tracker so much that I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot.
2: Was that the show that was debuting after the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I
0: wonder I wondered, like, was CBS happy with that? Like, hey, you have you know a great finish, so people are locked in, but also your show starts at eleven fifteen. Like are people going to stay up and actually watch this show at 11:15? Cuz no, no, I didn't I I did watch like the little, like first 10 minutes of it just cuz I was still consuming content in front of the TV, but no, no, I didn't stay up to actually watch Tracker guys. No. Give me some credit. <laughs> Give me some credit. But I know there's probably a lot of middle-aged to older people that were sad that it stayed up too late. Cuz CBS nails those. Sam, how are you?
2: Yeah, I'm doing pretty solid. I'm a little tired, but um I'm feeling all right. I, was, I, didn't let, I didn't let the outcome of the Super Bowl get the best of me. I, I stood strong with my, my Chiefs pick. Didn't bend the knee to, to all my buddies who were taking the Niners and telling me I was an idiot for taking the Chiefs. So I, I'm feeling a little bit better this morning knowing that I, you know, I, I was right with my gut instinct. But, yeah, I'm a little tired too. When that game went to overtime last night, I just kind of was sitting there next to a couple of my buddies and just groaned. And I was like, that's not good for a, for a morning man like me.
0: You got the you got the last laugh?
2: I got the last laugh. Yeah. And I was letting my buddies know about it too, for sure. Were they mad? Yeah, they were. Were they mad they, at you for letting them know about it? <laughs> I don't know if they were mad at me. I think they were it was a combination of being mad at me and also mad of them at themselves for, you know, betting on the Niners and, and not betting with Patrick Mahomes after he spent a whole playoffs burning people.
0: Well, I did see before the game. Everyone was, you know, the majority of people were picking the Chiefs. Yeah, it was, it was. I got me shocking. and I believe it was Nate Burleson. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go on a limb here, and I'm going with the 49ers. And I was like, they're two and a half point favorites. You're not going out on a limb like they're favored. <laughs> All week long, though, the last two weeks, we treated the the Chiefs as the favorite, though. Like every, everyone's analysis, or most people's analysis, such like Marcus was like, hey, you know, Patrick Mahomes, probably going to just take this guy when you can. That's what everyone kept saying. That's all I got of point to is, yeah, you know, Pat- one side's got Patrick Mahomes, the other side doesn't. And that was just the analysis, and then that's how it ended up playing out. Anything else from the weekend you want to get to before we get to uh, the Super Bowl? Anything personal?
2: Not a ton. Yeah. One of my buddies moved back to... He's moving back to Charlotte this week. Like he moved back yesterday, so we kind of got together, got most of our boys together and just kind of had a nice little day on Saturday, watched some college football and just or college basketball and just hang out. So it was a good time.
1: What about you, Bobby? Anything for this weekend? Not really, just looking across though. It's a shame we don't have video today cuz it's like you and I have a uniform on. It's like <laughs> matching. Wearing our Road our Road Blues today. It's good cool looking hoodie you got on. Yeah, same same to you, man. Yeah. We're, we're rocking. It's, yeah. uh, it, that'll all change here soon. We'll be back on video, and you guys can check out our fashion. It's coming.
0: Hopefully this is the final week. The Super Bowl hangover is real for me today. It was real for the Eagles this year. Hopefully it doesn't take us as long to snap out of it. I don't know if you saw a picture of the streaker last night during the Super Bowl, but he looked a lot like Nick Sirianni. People are saying, "Man, he's taking this. He, t- he took the end of the season pretty hard." <laughs> but hopefully, the Super Bowl hangover for us just lasts, uh, you know, an hour or so. New beginnings next week. Hopefully, hopefully in the new studio.
2: What is the punishment for getting uh, for streaking? Do you g- you think you're banned for the Super Bowl for life?
0: Yeah, probably. I would imagine so. You might. I don't know if you get banned from all NFL games. I'd imagine that like, you won't be able to go back to Allegiant Stadium. The venue probably bans you as well. I never know how they, like, actually keep up with that, though. If you get banned from a, a, a big event like that, like, they don't do face ID when you come in. Yeah. I just scan a ticket. I don't know about you guys. I've never shown an ID or, like, have been, you know, anyone actually, like, pay attention to who I am whenever I come in and scan a ticket to a place. So I was wondering... Whenever you do get banned from a venue, how does that work? Is it just the threat, like, hey, if we do find out it's you, you're going to jail for probably, trespassing? Probably,
2: yeah. Because there's no way there's enough streakers out there to have, like, a Rolodex of, of names, like, hey, watch out for
1: <laughs> suspect number 37 over here.
0: Well, if they do have the name. No one ever checks your
1: name whenever you come in, so they right, have yeah. no clue. There's probably no power rankers on streakers <laughs> out there. Like, keep an eye for this dude. I think it's just the threat of, like, hey, you'll go to prison if we find out it's you. <laughs>
0: For trespassing, this okay. gets a lot worse. I don't know. I don't know.
2: That's a tough Monday morning.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, going to, going to like, the drunk tank in Vegas probably isn't the worst place in the world. It's probably, you know, interesting. But I imagine you get a pretty big fine, and I don't know what his cause was. Did he have a cause? Because I figured if you had a streaker run out, like, he was going to be promoting something. Like hey, check out my OnlyFans. Cause we had, do we have a girl streaker a couple of years ago? I think we had an attractive girl streaker, and she ended up being like an influencer slash OnlyFans girl, or or something like that, where she's getting some some value from a hundred million people wondering who she is. The guy I saw just looked like Nick Sirianni. I think he just might have been he yeah. might have been in a gambling debt, <laughs> and someone's like, you know what? I'll wipe it off if you just run out on the field. But that's it. <laughs>
2: I love the Tony Romo analysis of it, like, during the game. He's like, oh, we have a streaker.
0: (laughs) We got a partial streaker, Jim. I don't think he's naked.
1: Yeah, that's... We we were all like, "So what's that? that That doesn't really tell you whether it's a guy or a girl or anything.
0: He's just partially naked, Jim. I will say, you know what? Before we get to the actual game analysis, I will say Romo... He, he was annoying for a lot of it. He does still seem to be, I don't want to say in over his head, but just still on the wrong side of public perception. But I will say at the end of the game, whenever it started getting exciting, he, he got out the, the telestrator and was diagramming plays and being like, this guy's going to come off the edge, Jeb, and watch this. And he was he was back to calling the plays again, it felt like. I, th- I thought he did nail a lot of the game analysis and, like, you know, the predictions and telling us what was happening, I did think he was awesome there. And then he ruined all the goodwill by talking over the, the touchdown call at the end because he had waited 14 minutes and, and 40 seconds to tell us, hey, this clock doesn't matter. If you're at home wondering why they're going so slow, don't worry. The game doesn't end here. Because I will admit, I didn't find myself at about the
1: minute and a half mark being like, okay, does this clock actually matter? we had a whole debate on this on uh, on another text thread i i forgot about the what we'd call the josh allen rule you know mm-hmm. and so i was telling my wife you know san francisco scores a touchdown here it's over it wouldn't have been over obviously and 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 part of that was romo didn't do a great job at the beginning setting it up he was still mixed up too and then he kind of got it right at the very end um but it, yeah that we were going back and forth because to your point Aside from the play clock, I don't understand why the game clock matters. It's like a baseball game, basically. Right. It's like college football without the two point conversion stuff.
0: The only thing I could think of was whether or not they were going to change the sides of the field or, like, you know, if it had kept going and going and going and got to an overtime and was still tied, if they would give the guys some type of break of being like, hey, you actually get like a not a full overtime, obviously. They weren't going to will Usher back out there, but just like a, a 10 minute break between overtime to kind of reset because, hey, we don't want to make you play. You know, more than 90 minutes of football in a row without another break. That's something I could think of. I don't know. It would have been nice to have it explained to me prior to the walk-off touchdown from Patrick Mahomes. And I was just kind of like, bad job by Romo and and Nance, too, for not setting the scene there. But, yeah, I don't know why the clock mattered unless they were going to switch sides of the field or, you know, take a break after halftime.
1: I agree with with you that late game in particular, that overtime aside, Romo's... um, Telestrator analysis and stuff was was strong he I was saying that it was like okay that's that's good he's he's back a little bit you know I I do think he's bogged down Nance. I think Nance was to me kind of sluggish. I didn't think he was that good and I, I gotta believe this is part of it is just he's just he's off he's off the chemistry's off between those two for sure
0: yeah I, I, I would put that as a like 60 40 proposition that they break up this off season yeah. one way or the other. I would imagine that that comes to an end or or is completely, like, retold. You know, you had the note coming out of some point last week where where they're like, the CBS executive has asked Romo to calm down a little bit. That that was the story. I don't know if you guys saw it. But, like, the CBS executive has asked Romo, relax. <laughs> Chill out. And then Jim Nance is trying to set the scene. The game's not going well. You know, it's kind of a boring game for the first two-and-a-half quarters. And, and Jim Nance is trying to get us to commercial break, and, and Tony Romo's cutting him off by singing some Adele.
1: And then there was another song where he started in again. I forget what it was. It was later, much later in the game. It wasn't Adele's. For, but I heard that. I had to play that again. I loved it, actually. I thought it was kind of funny.
0: I guess it could have been for the audience, but I imagine Jim Nance, was trying to send it to break, didn't think it was funny. Yes, yeah. he's trying to, like, set the scene, and it's a Super Bowl, and he's aware that, you know, 90 million people are watching. He's trying to... Do his Jim Nance thing, and he's being cut off by Tony Romo's shrilly voice. But I don't want to make them the story of the day. They weren't. They were not. The Super Bowl was, and the ending was. And we'll dive into that after the break. It's the morning show on Fan Run Radio.
1: Good morning. Already starting to get busy now on 75, coming over uh, Jellicoe Mountain, coming in right.
0: All right, let's get into the game. Patrick Mahomes delivered. I mean, that's the headline from the, from, from the game. That's the main story. That was the main thought heading into the game is, hey, one team's got Patrick Mahomes, the other doesn't. And that's exactly how it played out. One team had Patrick Mahomes and the other team didn't. And that seemed to be the difference. I couldn't help but think about how it felt just like a New England Patriots, Tom Brady type of Super Bowl win. Where you're left, if you're a 49ers fan, spending the whole offseason thinking about how close you were to beating them. Same as you did four years ago when you're like, man, if we just got a couple holding calls against Nick Bosa, if we just stopped and knocked down that third and 15, Tyreek Hill kind of duck that floated in the air forever that he caught to move the chains and set up a touchdown. If we had just made one or two different plays, we would have won. This game's going to be even more frustrating. It's not just going to be like, oh, man, we couldn't get a holding call. It's not going to be just, oh, man, if we made one different play or if Jimmy Garoppolo hit a miracle throw down the field, this one's going to be like, man, if we just didn't have a punt go off our foot. Which I, I, I thought that was another funny Romo moment as he started to tell the world about the Peter call. And you're like, hey, when a punt returner sees a ball coming and it's going to hit somebody, we scream Peter. Ha-ha, Jim, I don't really know why. Because he's like, you oh, wait, 100 million people are watching. I'm going to make football seem kind of homophobic if I tell everyone we say Peter because the idea is that you don't want a Peter to hit you. (laughs) Peter, of course, slang for penis. Romo started to tell the world that. He's like, you know what, Jim, I don't know why they
1: say Peter. (laughs) Not only, he did did, Peter, Peter, Peter. He he, he like rattled it off multiple times. He was, uh, that's Romo for you.
0: And then he was going to be like, yeah, you know, it's because we don't want Peters to touch us as football players, as big tough men. But I don't know, Jim. I don't know why we say Peter. But, yes, if you're the 49ers, like, man, if we just didn't have a punt returner fumble of all after another guy had it hit off his foot, if we had just, you know, really, to me, the game came down to – you could feel it watching it. It came down to the third and four after the two-minute warning. To me, that was as simple as if the 49ers would have picked up that first down – And, you know, had a chance to kick the field goal as time expired. They won. If not, Patrick Mahomes was going to beat them. That's the way he felt. And that's kind of the way it played out. He didn't put them away. Instead, you know, Steve Spagnuolo, who just won his fourth Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator, just kept sending pressure. Like, that was their game plan the entire second half was, hey, we're just going to keep sending pressure at Brock Purdy. Pressure, 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 pressure. The pressure got home and was able to knock the ball down that third and four. And then you have the, the 49ers kick a long field goal, and then Mahomes goes down and ties it. Then overtime, you know, you had the coin toss and deciding whether or not you're getting the ball first or second, and people are now second-guessing Shanahan for that. And he comes out as a loser, and on the other side it's just Mahomes and Andy Reid are winners. Bob, what was your take?
1: Pretty much that. I think that um, when it was in overtime, you talk about near misses or things that, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, the – The fact when San Francisco didn't get that touchdown, and God, that's another, we'll spend a little time on Juwan Jennings. What a game. I mean, he could have been open for his third touchdown that he'd be involved in. But Purdy got so much pressure from Chris Jones that he had to essentially just kind of heave it. And you think about that, that's just that's just like a matter of seconds that, you know, it doesn't mean the game would have been over. Obviously we talked about that too, but it would have put Kansas city in a different kind of position. They would have been working their way down the field to just tie it and try to get it to a, you know, second round of overtime or whatever they would be calling it. But once that happened and they got the field goal, I was of the mind of this is, this is over Mahomes is going to take them down. And sure enough, he did um, just the fact that, also, he'd take the, he took the play into his own hands, that fourth down call, which turned out it was a great call. I mean, they I, just watching greatness, that's all, all you can say about it. That team, that was, if you think about the three Super Bowl championships that they have now, that was, to me, the weakest team they had, but they also had, in a lot of ways, the hardest road to win it all. Um, it's an amazing story really is. And I think it, you know, that's another thing we can spend a little time talking about is where do they stack up now? As far as I think you do have to start talking about a dynasty. They've won three, uh, three out of four appearances and it, it doesn't look like they're done either. You heard it from Kelsey last night. He's coming back. Reed's coming back. Obviously Mahomes is coming back.
0: Yeah. I thought Kelsey, I thought Kelsey was great. You know, the first half was terrible course one catch for one yard within the second half. I mean he went back to just being the the unstoppable player and quite frankly it looked like he was shot out of a cannon on that on that play with ten seconds left where I thought he was going to score. Like when he got around you know caught that ball across the middle and his defender slipped a little bit and he looked like he had a different gear. And I thought he was going to get to win the walk to win the Super Bowl to a walk off like, you know, twenty five uh-huh. yard catch and to to you know really have these script writers and the in the the Swifties, all you know that that conspiracy come to fruition. It seemed that way. It seemed that way because, it, like I said, it looked like he was shot out of a cannon. They said that was the fastest he had hit in the last, I believe, uh, seven seasons. According really? to according to Next Gen stats, it said he reached a top speed of nineteen point six eight. And that was the fastest speed he had been recorded over the last seven seasons. And and watching it, it felt that way. Like I don't know, I don't know if he was like t- took some steroids before the game or what, because he seemed to be fast. He also seemed to be angry. As I thought, we were getting ready to see the breakup between him and Taylor Swift, and I thought they were going to, all of the Taylor Swift fans were going to, you know, cancel Travis Kelsey when he is bumping a sixty-five-year-old man and knocking the papers out of his hand and screaming in his face. I was like, oh, no, this is the end for Travis. He's got one catch for one yard, and he looks like a domestic violence abuser. He looks like an abuser. as he, He's showing red flags, red flags, red flags, and he's screaming at a poor old fat 65-year-old
1: man. <laughs> and then in the second half, he bounced back and just dominated. Speaking of uh, steroids, I'll tell you, somebody who, got a, who definitely got some sort of shot was Debo Samuel. Yeah. I yeah. mean, my God. Because he came back out and he was limping for a second. He still had a little bit of a limp. And then he had that one play where, I mean, he looked full speed again. He was like like nothing had happened.
0: You thought he was gone? Well, I thought, you know, same with, with uh, Kittle. Kittle ran to the back with his shoulder popped out and popped it back in and, and came back out, which, you know,
1: he's he's a maniac. But You sure he wasn't just hitting the head, maybe? Surely he wasn't.
0: Like, <laughs> surely he wasn't going off the field like on the <laughs> most important drive to go to the bathroom. I, I would imagine that at that point you just go on the field. <laughs> well, I would be guessing. I don't know. I saw someone say he went and got his shoulder <laughs> pump into place. I, I don't know. I guess I didn't see any confirmation. Sam, what were your takes while watching the game? There was, it was, like I said, really boring for a while and just hectic, just play after play. You could point to ten different things that felt like it swung the game.
2: Yeah. I mean, to me it kind of just felt, you know, that, that first half was real slow, like you were saying. I thought the Niners had multiple chances to kind of, not slam the door shut, but make it a whole lot more difficult for the for the Chiefs to come back into that one. And I just thought the longer and longer that the Chiefs stay around is like a you know, down seven points or something like that, you just felt you just felt like Patrick Mahomes and that team were gonna figure it out and you get into the second half and and you obviously get into a rhythm with Kelsey and, and Mahomes and those two start to have their playoff magic again. I mean, it I think this one's just tough because I think that it's kind of more just props to the Chiefs and props to Mahomes and Kelsey for stepping up in the big moment. Like, I don't think there's too many players or or plays that you can really say on the Niners that are, like, huge, huge cases maybe outside of your special teams' plays and fumbling the ball that, that lost them that game. Like, I don't think Brock Purdy played a bad game at all.
0: I didn't think Brock Purdy played good. I mean, he made a couple of scramble plays, and, like, you know, when the game was breaking down, he kept them in it. But, like, we were very close to just, you know, if it wasn't for that, you know, well, I guess I guess twenty-six minutes into the show we should point out. The difference between winning and losing is so important. Obviously, <laughs> right? The difference between winning and losing is so important because if the game goes differently, maybe the first thing we say a minute into the show is about how Juwan Jennings won Super Bowl MVP and was a legend. And instead we haven't even mentioned his performance yet. Yeah. Twenty-seven minutes into the game, because they lost. So it'll be forgotten. And that should be celebrated in Knoxville, of course, you know, one of the you know, beloved sons, one of the bright spots of the last decade. Juwan Jennings, one of the most beloved balls for an entire generation of fans. Had his moments, threw a touchdown, caught a touchdown, made some big third down catches, drew a penalty on third and 15. I guess maybe the best cornerback in the league or one of. He was set to maybe be MVP. I don't know if he would have won. Because McCaffrey ended up with a you know 160 total yards. I don't know if McCaffrey would have stolen it from him.
2: I think I, they needed to win in regulation for Jennings to get it. Yeah.
1: You, but if he got if he had gotten that touchdown because he broke off that guy in the overtime. Oh he, sure. It, that'd be a third touchdown. I don't see there's any way he doesn't win it then.
0: Yeah, yeah, with the touchdown there for sure. But I'm just was talking about you know if if they get a stop on you know, right. the fourth and one that <clears throat> I thought that was where it was going to end. I thought the Chiefs were going to get stu- stuffed on the short yardage in overtime, but instead Mahomes ran it and. And got it done. But yeah, Juwan Jennings was very, very close to winning MVP. And instead, 28 minutes went by and we didn't even really speak about him because they lost. And when you win, that's what matters. When you win, it's Patrick Mahomes passing Joe Montana in terms of all-time rankings, I would imagine. To me, like I don't know how you would have Montana ahead of Mahomes at
1: this point. To me, it's just it seems like Brady's the only thing he's chasing at this point. Speaking of Jawan, uh, listener Jared wrote in um, on X, and I didn't catch this. He said, "Did you guys catch that Jim Nance said that Jawan Jennings threw a hail mary in college?" I missed that tidbit. I saw some people
0: complain about it. I didn't pay attention to it. I didn't see that either. Yeah. So Romo's rubbing off on Nance. I throws. loved how it
2: was the exact same play though from the Florida, like the Florida throw that he <laughs> yeah. had. Did
0: you see Butch's post? Yeah. Good that was Lord. a huge night for Butch Jones last night. Yeah. Between. Between the throwback play, between Lil John coming out and having the turn down for what that made you think about third down for what, to hell, even Travis Kelsey balling out. Yes. I mean, that was, that was his guy, too. So, big night for Butch Jones. Made the mistake of tweeting it out, though, but at least he had the self-awareness to turn the replies off. <laughs> they just, those pesky quote tweets, though. You can't do anything about the quote tweets. And yeah, it was just, people just making fun of Butch Jones. But, you know, they, it was a nice play. That's like the only thing I hit last night in terms of my prop bets was I did have thirty-five to one on a player, not a position player, throwing a touchdown. That's a good call. I didn't do too
1: well on my bets.
0: I did. Then I did take that. They they cashed it at halftime. I took that. And I took the Chiefs at, at two to one to come back and win the game. So at least we survived a little bit. Could have been better. I was very very close to getting screwed by Brock Purdy taking that nail down at the end of regulation.
2: I got screwed by that. All of my buddies had it, too. We were, we were devastated.
0: 11.5 in the week would have been good. That You know, when I said that was my favorite bet, it was 11.5. It went up to 12.5, and, yeah, the kneel down took his rushing yards from 13 to 12. So, almost was a bad beat. If Pacheco, I needed six more yards from him for it to really matter, but uh,
2: then I would have been really mad. i have been really mad. My buddy had a... 10-leg parlay that he had just needed the half of Brock Purdy rushing yard and then a Pacheco touchdown and he was like uh, devastated when the Chiefs were driving and Pacheco was maybe at the goal line to yeah. score he was like if I come up half a yard short I'm calling customer care
0: yeah <laughs> yeah that, that would have been a really really bad beat a really tough beat really tough beats we'll continue talking the Super Bowl after the break it's the morning show on Fan Run Radio Back in the White Claw, Hard Seltzer Studios, 865-546-8200 if you want to weigh in. Roberto's on hold. Let's bring Roberto on. Good morning, Roberto.
3: Morning, gents. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, what's up, man? Good morning. Good morning. Uh. Wow. We were. We were mere minutes from a Jawan Jennings MVP, weren't we?
0: Very, very close. Very, very close.
3: I love how everybody thinks Kyle Shanahan is the greatest tactician in the history of professional football. Like so many people just talk about how brilliant he is. And schematically, I, I would tend to agree that he is, he is in the upper echelon of the league and maybe, maybe of all time. Uh, but he cannot coach in-game, can he?
0: I don't know if I'm going to blame last night on him. I don't know. Maybe you can lay out the case for what he blew last night. But if I'm if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I would have came and did my press conference and be like, "Look, guys, I know you're going to talk about me being a choker, but I'm not the one that had the ball go off my foot on a punt return. That's just bad luck." What that's, did you think he messed up last night?
3: Personally, uh, I, I you know if I had, I would have used Christian McCaffrey more, uh, but maybe maybe that's not. Maybe that's not a tactical thing or an in-game coaching thing. But, I mean, they had the best player on the – he was the best player on the field last night. Him or Jordan Jennings. He had the two best players on the field last night. And hold on, hold I on, just on think, hold on, hold on.
0: Anytime Patrick Mahomes is on the field, he's the best player on the field.
3: It's, well, okay. Okay, I'll give you that. I can't argue, even argue that, John. But I would, I would argue that in the first half, Patrick Mahomes was pretty crappy.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, Christian good. McCaffrey's really good, but just Patrick Mahomes, he, he's the story of the game coming out. He's he's the best player on the field. But yes, McCaffrey uh, actually. Go ahead. We on was it Friday
3: or Thursday? We had this discussion, and I said if he wins and has a great performance, he's already in the Hall of Fame, and maybe a first ballot. Are we there now? That was my second question. Kind of
0: segue that, John. Yeah, no, I mean, I think we even said that if he didn't play another game, he was already a Hall of Famer, as far as I was concerned. I mean, I meant first ballot this time. Yeah, caveat. Yeah, I mean, is that where we are? Yeah, I mean, I I think so. Three Super Bowls, and you know, if if two MVPs or three now, uh, three Super Bowl MVPs, but two MVPs of the league. Yeah. So he's entered Joe Montana territory. I think he's past Joe Montana for a lot of people.
3: And that's fine. I can get behind that too. But I'm just saying Montana was the only was the only other three time uh, him and Brady maybe. Yeah, I didn't think Brady was three time.
0: Brady uh, Montana. Uh, Brady Montana and Mahomes are now the three three MVP okay. three Super Bowl guys. I mean, his first ballot
3: Hall of Famer. Then uh, congratulations! In what he's been in the league now six years. Yes, started five years. That's incredible. Um, you know I. I it was actually a terrible football game until the last quarter, and then it was a great football game. Uh, but uh, Usher stole the show, right, guys? Is that where we're at?
0: I thought Usher was great. Bob's making a face. Bob, Usher, did he do it for you? No, I liked it. No, okay. I,
1: I, I, no I'm Usher,
0: Sam, man. what about you? Did Usher reach
2: your generation? I thought it was pretty solid, Okay, yeah. good. I like the roller skates,
1: too. Yeah, the roller blades were, were but, awesome.
0: The roller blades, you only got a taste of that. I, I saw Usher in Vegas in, in did
1: he May. he do that, too?
0: But they they rollerbladed for like an hour out there. Oh, that's like, it was, awesome! No, like the the show they actually put on in Vegas was crazy, and the, he was on rollerblades for a good portion of it. For, for
2: the
3: record, he was not on rollerblades. He was on the four prong skates. Really? He, he Usher ain't no chump, bro. Look at it. He was look, on, the, he was on the speed look skates, very carefully, Sam.
0: Yeah, he's on the speed skates. He's on he's on the quads.
3: <laughs> yeah, um, dude. Yeah, Pride of East so. Brainerd, Tennessee. Even though he doesn't claim East Brainerd, I mean, he grew up there until he was like yep. 14 years old. Yep. Chad. Um, well, guys, thanks for the time. I, I just I, I just couldn't believe that Juwan Jennings was on the precipice of being the Super Bowl MVP, and they just couldn't push it across the finish line. I thought they were the better team for the majority of the night, but if you give the ball to Patrick Holmes at the end of a game with a chance to win, it's over. It is over. Uh, guys, have a great day. Bob, I'm heading up to your uh, – your home state to do some skiing today, so I hope you guys have a great day, and I know I'm going to. Take well, care. Have See fun,
0: buddy. Yeah, I mean, it could have been a big night just for Tennesseans, right? Juwan Jennings, Murfreesboro, Usher, Chattanooga, even though he claims Atlanta. He
1: sweating. He was sweating. He was sweating. <laughs> he was sweating. Dude's <laughs> jacked, though. My God. that's. I, I'm trying to figure out how old he is. He's got to be getting... He's got to be late 40s. I mean, he was,
0: like, 18 whenever he debuted around, like, 94. So, yeah. I mean, you can do the math on that. I mean, that was 30 years ago. So, yeah, I mean, I would say I would say he's getting close to, surely, is he 45? Yeah, 45 years old. Born in 78. Okay. So, I guess he was, like, 16 when he debuted. So, yeah. but No, still looks good. I mean, he still looks exactly like he did in the 90s. If you put on, I mean, he he had a little run in the 90s in terms of, like, being in some of those, like, teen movies. Uh, I saw him the other night, and she's all that. A little cameo. The Faculty, I don't know if you've ever seen that, Sam. If you're a scary movie guy, he's in The Faculty. Looks the exact same way. Hairline hasn't changed. He hasn't changed.
1: Had you heard rumors that, it was great to see Alicia Keys, by the way, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Go ahead. Yeah, but there, was, there were rumors Bieber was going to perform had you heard that
0: i saw that people were started saying that he was in vegas usher was was kind of his mentor but whenever it it came to me i I said that it didn't pass the the first test and if you're a super bowl performer the first rule is you can't bring out someone more famous than you yeah because then it becomes their show yeah like they're doing the same thing with Rihanna last year it's like oh she's gonna bring out drake it's like oh you can't you can't bring out an artist that's bigger than you because then it becomes their show you can bring out Alicia Keys because Usher and Alicia Keys are on par together. You know Ludacris and Lil Jon they're on they're on par together. Bieber comes out as Bieber show. That's the way I felt about it at least. Like you can bring out Will I Am, Jermaine Dupri. Whoever dressed Jermaine Dupri's got to do better. Jermaine Dupri was the one that came out in the 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 short the the shorts. That yeah. was like a tuxedo yeah. look. Yeah, you, you got to do better if you're Jermaine <laughs> Dupri because I want to say he's... If Usher is 45, then Jermaine Dupree has to be pushing 60. That's not true. Only like 51. Wow. That's actually surprising.
1: I'm I'm proud of the fact that I was uh, hanging with my friends watching the game, and uh, during the performance, um, her came out on guitar, and nobody knew. And I said, that's who it was. And they were like, I don't know about that. And it's like, no, I know. And I'm the older guy, man. I, I had it.
0: Good job by you, Bob. Because yeah. there was people that were my age in my group text asking, and they didn't know who it was either. Yeah. I didn't know who that was. You didn't yeah. know who it was.
1: Mm-hmm. I just knew. Well, the guitar. I, that she's was... not
0: famous enough to like be yeah. like a
1: to be somebody that just walks out that you expect the world to know. But, she
0: passed the test though. Not more famous than us. but You can be in the halftime show.
1: But she was. She's a and she. Great guitarist. That's what. Okay. That's what led me to that. Yeah. And it wasn't like I was a hundred percent confident. I gotta admit, it was like uh, I wasn't either. I was ninety percent. I was yeah. like, I'm
0: pretty sure that's. And I don't even know if I call her her. I think I call her H E R just because it's
1: all caps.
2: I don't know, but yeah, she. Good to know. She's got some Bobby songs. I mean, she's she's not. Some of my buddies were skeptical that she wasn't playing the guitar. Right she might then. not have been, honestly. It didn't know. really. It kind of looked like it was kind of on a track, and she. It, it
0: might have been. I, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I thought Usher. I thought Usher did well. There was one moment though when I was sitting there I was like man is this what uh my parents used to feel like when like the Rolling Stones did the halftime shows Cuz like I'm like all these songs are like boom 20 years ago. Like Usher did a good job. He didn't try to play anything really past 2008 or so. Like Loving This Club was 0809. He did a little bit of that, but like outside of that everything was like hey here's here's the Usher you remember from the mid 90s and the early 2000s. Here's some confessions. You guys used to love this. Hey, here's, yeah, you guys all dance to this at some point in your life at a wedding or school dance or something. Here you go. None of the new album stuff. Didn't waste our time with that. He just played the hits. And I was thinking, I actually thought about you, Sam. And I was like, I wonder if Sam's friends know these songs. <laughs> I knew most of them, yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I was thinking back to my, like, you're older than I would have been at the time, but I was like, when. I remember just the old Super Bowls and like you know the Rolling Stones and stuff playing. I was Like, what the hell is this?
2: I've seen more Super Bowl performances where like I don't know some stuff. Okay, like I've seen some more that I've been more in the unknown.
0: Okay,
2: I'm oh, actually surprised.
0: Good. Like, I guess Usher maybe had a little crossover with Bieber, and then I guess I think yes, he's transcended
2: a little bit and famous
0: it. enough to where it matters. But I, I, I did find myself wondering that because I was like, wait, I know all these songs, and I felt that way the last couple of Super Bowls. Like, they're just pandering to my age demographic. As I'm getting older, I'm like, oh yeah, Dr. Dre, Eminem, great, <laughs> yeah, Fifty Cent, upside down, recreating the iconic in the club video from 2003. I get it, but I'm wondering if the youth got it. So I'm good to know that you. I'm good to know that you got it.
1: I'm good to know that you thought it was uh, was good, Bob. I, I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was good. It was a lot to cover, man. He, it was like God, man. I mean, talk about a talk about medley. That was. Uh, there was a lot in there.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it seemed like he hit a good 15 songs.
1: Yeah. But I will
0: say uh, Loser of the Night, Alicia Keys, looked attractive. But, man, that first uh, note she belted out, I was like, oh, God. Oh, God, this is going sideways. She she did not do any vocal warm-ups. I guess good move by taking his shirt off, I guess. Because, you know, Bob commands <laughs> like, hey, he's ripped. He, he was ripped. He was ripped. The sex appeal did work. I didn't know if he was trying to pay homage to, like, Michael Jackson or Prince or something, because he had the little glove yeah, on. Yeah, he there, had which the glove. I, I noticed that. I didn't that. know if he was paying
1: homage. Uh, it was definitely Michael, I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, the only other thing is, that the last time we saw, uh, that I recall, a Super Bowl halftime act where the dude took his shirt off was Adam Levine, and that did not go quite as well. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Usher reinvigorated that
0: that play. I took a big sip of my white claw hard seltzer, and I said, Mmm, good dance moves, <laughs> Usher. <laughs> Good dance moves. Mmm. White Claw hard seltzer. Please drink responsibly. You can look like Usher if you drink enough White Claws and ditch the beer belly bloat, right? The beer's so much heavier it'll weigh you down. The White Claw, though, that was a White Claw body for Usher. We'll get back to the actual football game after the break. It's the morning show on Fan Run Radio. Good job by Usher. Good job by Lil John. Lil Jon looks great. I mean, maybe he was a winner of the night. I was surprised to see how good he looked. Came out in his leather suit, looking like a biker boy, but looked healthy. Looked healthy. Great night for Butch Jones, too. Great night for Butch Jones. Super Bowl MVPs, by the way, Brady has five. Sound like Roberto was going to say he didn't know if he had three. He's got. I five. thought
1: yeah, and I thought it was at least four. So yeah, yeah he's got. He's got five. He got four with the Patriots, and then the fifth one uh, with yeah. the Bucks.
0: So yeah, he's in that club. Mahomes is inevitable. He's one of those guys in sports that you can say that about. He's reached that status. You felt it about like Alabama football at times. You felt about LeBron about with LeBron James, especially like when he came out of the getting out of the East, right? Just being in the finals, like, yep. Yeah. LeBron will be in the finals. Jordan felt inevitable. If you're Karl Malone and you can't put him away, then yeah, he's going to hit a layup, come down, steal the ball from you, then come down and hit the game-winning shot. If you don't beat them, if you leave them any wiggle room, they're going to beat you. That's, That's where Patrick Mahomes is. And it's now like the frustrating thing where the offense isn't even any good. I got to take the L if you're a talk sports listener. I argued with Cody all year about the Chiefs not having it. I was like, the skill position players aren't good enough. I was like, Mahomes is great, but like they can't score any points. They're not going to win. Well, they did. Well, they did. And, and the skill position players I still don't think were great. But Rice made some big plays, and Travis Kelsey went back to being Travis Kelsey. And that defense is tough, man. That defense, the secondary, you know, outside of the first drive, or I guess the first drive, the first couple of drives, the 49ers were moving the ball, but then something would happen. McCaffrey fumbled, and there'd be a holding penalty or something, but the defense was pretty nails for a lot of it. Just kept getting stop after stop because, you know, Mahomes wasn't flawless. He came out after halftime when, whenever you thought, okay, now's the time they're going to go down tie it. They're going to double dip and score 10 points, and nope, Interception. And the defense immediately got a stop and got the ball back. Because you thought if the 49ers go up two scores there, it's going to be trouble. But nope. Nope. The defense got a three and out and got the ball back. And then the punt gets nil at the one-yard line. They end up getting another stop. And the defense stops them again. I think, I, think the, I think we basically had, what, I think they said four straight three and outs to start the half. Slash turnover, of course. But just kept letting the Chiefs hang around, hang around, hang around. And they won it. Because Patrick Mahomes is inevitable.
1: It was a brutal first half, really. I mean, f- from a watching experience and, and, and to your point, I mean, it felt to me like San Francisco really, like, vibe-wise dominated that first half to me. But, yeah, there they were still. Kansas City was right there within a score at halftime.
0: Yeah, I mean, they had it was
1: like 7-1 and one or 7-2 and two or something
0: when Patrick Mahomes is trailing by at least a touchdown at halftime. I mean, like, he just walks you down and – it felt like a win only being down seven points at half if you're the Chiefs. You probably went to the halftime locker room saying, hey, vibes were bad. We did not make any plays. Instead, we're down seven points getting the ball back, and we got Patrick Mahomes. We're all right. Let's go. And that's essentially what happened. So, like, Patrick Mahomes, the story. To me, you know, I've talked about it the last month or so, but Andy Reid should be a big winner in this too, another Super Bowl championship for him. I won't say that he necessarily – pressed any correct buttons. There weren't really any coaching decisions I looked at from the Chiefs' side and been like, hey, that was a great call by Reed. He was somewhat conservative, didn't really take too many risks on on fourth downs. His kicker made a 57-yard field goal that made him look better because if he had missed that kick (laughs) and they were kind of struggling and gave the ball to the 49ers at, at midfield, you'd be like, oh, man, that was a
1: mistake, but instead he makes it. I thought for a minute, just when I was kind of plotting out the score, I think when it was you know ten to six, and it was like, is there a possibility if the Chiefs don't get touchdowns, Butker keeps kicking field goals, could he have gotten the MVP? For sure, I for mean, sure. I
0: mean, if you have a fifty-seven yard field goal on your resume, a, a Super Bowl record, then yeah. But you know, once once the game started playing out, you're like, okay, if the if the Chiefs win, Mahomes is winning MVP. Yeah, and and you know, that's the way it worked out,
1: but. The 49 couldn't knock him out. They couldn't do it. I found myself really happy for Andy Reid, too. If you watched any of that, and we all did the post-game stuff, I mean, he looked genuinely just ecstatic, you know, just so happy. And you don't see that kind of reaction from him very much. And I don't know. It, it's different. It was very different than, you know, Nick Saban wins a national title. You see him smile. It's still kind of like, yeah, you don't feel much joy for him. But – I did for Reed last night.
0: Yeah, he made a little bit of a mistake. He was trying to tell the crowd, you know, on three, and then he forgot to tell them what they were going to chant on three, <laughs> so he counted to three, and then he tried to say it. And uh, the good for the crowd. They, they were able to, you know, kind of catch up to him. But I was like, wait, what are we chanting on three, Andy? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? Then I thought Mahomes was going to go with the Bill Belichick no days off because he's like, you know what? We're going to celebrate this one, and we're going to party tonight, and then we'll be in Kansas City for the parade on Wednesday. But then after that, it's back to work. Yeah. No days off. No days off. You guys don't remember that when Bill Belichick, yeah, at the, at, at the parade, that was his big chant. He was trying to get the crowd to chant, "No days off." Like, "No, we we're all we're we getting a day off right now, Bill. We're not working today. We're not going to work our lives away. We do have days off." But yeah, Reed, I mean, to me, is he he has a chance to catch Belichick? Yeah, all time wins. He has a chance to set that record. Playoff wins. He's not far behind. Super Bowls, you know, I don't know if he can get to 6. But to get to to get to 4 with no scandals to me is just as good. Especially for doing it for a long time and proving that you could win with other quarterbacks. Reed's solid. Just a great game, exciting game. You hurt for Jawan, who is a free agent by the way, so like he you know, you talk about contract years. He picked the contract moments. That was a contract game for him because I don't know if, if you're the 49ers, if you can allow him to leave. Yeah, I don't think he's leaving. But at the same time, if you are someone like the Titans and you're Rand Carthon, Carthon, how I say it? Make him Carthon. If you're ran, I don't even know how to say his name. Carthon, it? Yeah. yeah. Rand Carthon, if you're him and you have ties to the 49ers and you were a part of that guy that was, you know, scouting the, the late rounds and the undrafted guys, you probably love you some Juwan Jennings and, he fits the Titans mold of toughness and blocking and all that. So, like, I, I'd imagine some come- has huh? the old Titans
2: mold, huh? That's the old Titans mold. It's the Mike Vrabel mold.
0: I don't know. Carthon is a, comes from the 49ers. but maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe we don't want blocking wide receivers anymore. Okay, fair enough, Sam. Maybe the Titans won't try to sign Juan Jennings. Never mind.
2: I'll take him still, though.
0: You're right, though. In the past, Vrabel would have prioritized that. If you're if you're the new regime in in Tennessee, you're probably like, actually, like, hey. T. Higgins yeah. fits more of what we're trying to do down the field. Let's and, catch the ball, not block. Speed, yeah, yeah. You might be right, Sam. You might be right. By the way, I don't know if you saw the Titans have the second worst Super Bowl odds. Yeah, I did. The second worst. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, look, I look. I'm not expected to be anywhere near the top, but like, we're worse than the Patriots next year.
2: Like, I opened like a way too early power rankings too, and we're at like 29. And I was just like,
0: why
1: did I do this? Yeah. Go ahead, Bob. No, I was just gonna say, did you see the mention? And does it really line up that they were saying Jawan Jennings was a higher-ranked high school quarterback than Mahomes and Purdy? Mm -hmm. Purdy, I'd see, but Mahomes kind of surprised me. No, yep. There's a reason Mahomes ended up at Texas Tech. Yeah. Jawan Jennings was a
0: high-ranked (laughs) four-star.
1: And then this was – this is not about the game, but it was tied to the Super Bowl. I'll give J.J. Watt a tip of the hat. I don't know if you saw his post on X. He wrote, You ever switch up your hair and wonder if anyone will notice? And then he wrote – They notice. (laughs) That's all he said. That's funny. Yeah. Good good for him. Yeah. No, he's, he's, I I find him funny, man. I think he's got a good sense of humor.
0: I used to hate him. I found him to be insufferable around 2015 or so with some of this look at me stuff he did. But nice to know that he's now able to kind of laugh and not take himself too seriously because that's the opposite of how I felt about him back then. I don't know if you remember the story around 2015 where he's like, after the season, he just went and secluded himself in a cabin, and he was chopping wood. He's like, that's how I reset. I was locked up in this cabin out in the middle of nowhere, and then you see a picture of the cabin. It's like some $2 million like, log <laughs> house. It's like, okay, you weren't out roughing it in the woods like Dexter or Walter White, just secluded in the snow. But now, yeah, it's nice to see that he doesn't take himself too seriously. You could actually maybe blame him for a part of the, the Swifty craze, honestly, because I think it was his his tweet at the beginning of the tour He's like, I just went to this concert. Man, she's an athlete. Three and a half hours. I'm impressed. I'm I'm a football player. And she put on this big performance and blah, blah, blah. And that kind of got the ball rolling on that tour, to be honest. (laughs) That was the first time I saw
1: it, at least. So, J.J. Watt may be a little responsible for it. His hair was getting talked about, by the mainly by the women. They were like, what's going on with his hair? Man? Honestly,
0: the, t- the the I couldn't get to the hair. I, I was looking at his teeth. I was like, did he get new teeth? Oh, like he got his, he definitely
1: got new teeth. Yeah. His, he, he got veneers for his sure. His teeth
0: were popping so much, I didn't even get to the hair. I, yeah.
1: just, like, I just looked at him and was like, man, this guy looks weird. New veneers. He's also lost weight. You can yeah. tell that, too. Yeah. He's now a full-on TV guy. Yep.
0: Hour one in the books. We'll switch gears in hour two. We'll tell you what you might have missed from the weekend. We'll talk some Tennessee basketball. Ryan Schumpert. It's Monday. It's the morning show on Fan Run Radio.